Perhaps you are not as fascinated as I am by nature programs, and have never heard of a pitcher plant. What is so unusual about a pitcher plant? Like the Venus flytrap, it reverses the usual process of nature by which animals eat plants, and supplements its diet by trapping and consuming insects. But whereas the Venus flytrap works on the same principle as a bear trap, a pitcher plant is far more subtle and akin to drug addiction. As its name implies, it is shaped like a pitcher. The inside of the plant is coated with a sticky nectar. The odour permeates the surrounding atmosphere, and flies are drawn to it like bees to honey. The nectar tastes as good as it smells, and the flies cannot resist tucking into this delicious free meal. Unfortunately, the meal isn't free. On the contrary, the wretched fly will pay with its life. Rather like the unsuspecting missionary who was invited to the feast as special guest of the chef but ends up as the chef's special, so the hapless fly is not the guest but the meal itself. It's not just coincidence that the slope at the top of the plant is almost imperceptible, nor that the inside of the plant is coated with minute hairs which grow in one direction only, downwards. Gravity, the supply of uneaten nectar, and the direction of the hairs all conspire to ensure that the unsuspecting insects will travel further and further into the trap. Are you beginning to smell a rat? Are alarm bells ringing? Can you sense the similarity to drug addiction? The poor fly is so intent on enjoying the banquet that it's completely oblivious to the fact that the slope of the plant is becoming ever steeper and that it is gradually being lured into the depths of the pit. But why should the fly worry? He has wings. Even if he can now see the partly digested remains of dozens of other flies floating in the juices at the base of the pitcher, he knows that won't happen to him. Why look a gift horse in the mouth? He's in control and can fly to safety whenever he wants to. Or he thinks he can. That is, until he tries to take off. Unfortunately, he has gorged himself so much that he is twice his normal weight. His wings and legs are coated with the sticky nectar, and the more he struggles, the worse it gets. The sides of the plant are now hairless, slippery, and practically vertical. Nothing can prevent that fly from joining his luckless companions. Perhaps you find the comparison with alcoholism somewhat far-fetched, but just consider it for a moment and I think you'll agree that certain aspects are remarkably similar. Bear in mind that the lifespan of insects tends to be measured in days and weeks rather than years. Can you picture the fly alighting on the plant as the teenager sampling his first shandy? Can you visualize the lagerlout just about to throw up as the bloated fly before it tries to take off? and when the alcoholic can no longer close his eyes to the fact that his life is being dominated and ruined by drink, doesn't he try to cut down and control his intake, rather like someone who is grossly overweight attempts to cut down on food? But does dieting make food appear less precious? Quite the contrary. The more you cut down, the more hungry you get. The hungrier you get, the more deprived you feel. The more deprived you feel, the more precious each morsel becomes. Exactly the same happens when you try to cut down on your drinking. At the times when you won't allow yourself to drink, you feel miserable because you can't drink. And when you do allow yourself to drink, you still feel miserable because you can't drink enough. 
aren't the struggles of the fly similar to the abortive struggles of the alcoholic who is trying to control his intake. Drinking hasn't become less precious to him. On the contrary, it now dominates his whole life. The more both the fly and the alcoholic struggle to escape, the more imprisoned they become. Are the semi-digested insects not comparable to the down-and-out meth drinkers of Skid Row, whose entire existence is now confined to begging or stealing the next fix and trying to find somewhere warm to sleep off the effects? Does the fact that the fly can see the partially digested bodies prevent it from joining them? Who knows? Perhaps some of them smell danger and just fly away. When we were innocent, healthy children, fully capable of enjoying birthday parties and handling stress without the assistance of alcohol, nicotine or any other drug, did the Uncle Ted's of this world prevent us?